is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Creed of Crypto podcast. Broke Boy Crypto here with you. I have here with me, as always, Crypto Ewok. And we have got a fantastic show for you tonight. A lot of stuff to cover in the world of crypto, in the world of Pulse Chain, in the world of macro finance, as always. It's always an exciting world here when we do what we do. We have news of uh, the CPI dropping below, or 2 3%, I should say, today, which is going to be Interesting. We'll talk a little bit about what the Fed may do at the next meeting here towards the end of this month. We have the highest of stakes documentary dropping at a theater near you. And if not, maybe uh, if you ask, seems like they may do that. So we're having um, more and more theaters actually added to that list. So we'll talk a little bit about that. What's the impact of it? You know, what, what could it do to the Hex and Pulse Chain price? Who is the real Richard Hart? If that's something you care about, we'll kind of get into that a little bit as well. Um, some interesting tweets from some prominent hexagons today as well that I want to get into. we got a whole bunch of stuff. So if you are here and you're familiar with our stream, we do it every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Smash the like on your way in. We appreciate it. Andrew, welcome into the chat. Ewok, how you doing? How you feeling tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Lots of things are happening. Uh, some positive sentiment. I mean, there's a fair amount of negative out there too, but I think that's going to happen. I made a comment the other day that man no matter what the good news is you guys have something to bitch about and i'm getting <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. fed up with it but i think that'll weed itself out things are you know i think we're finally starting to to turn the tides so looking good i think so too yeah and we, we will get into that some of that you know it's funny because we've had the conversation for a year and a half already about like the you know how to have a mentality in the bear market and Perspective is everything. I mean, things are so much better in 2023 than they were in 2022, especially more recently. But, you know, people just, we still are, you know, even the Bitcoin price is still 50, 60% off the the top, you know, so things are still down a lot. People are pretty wrecked. So, you know, we're still going to have people out there with those kind of mindsets. But uh, yeah, we got a lot to get into. We had the CPI stuff again that happened today. And uh, if you're looking at the show um, on the actual stream, which I assume is about 99% of people, we are going to discuss, have you missed the bottom for Pulse Chain? Has the ecosystem itself as a whole bottomed? Because we've had a very nice rally on all of the core tokens over the course of the last week. And who knows? Maybe we won't see those prices again. But... Uh, are you too late to buy the bottom? You're certainly not too late to buy, but we've got a poll question in there for you. You guys can participate in. Do you think the bottom is in for the ecosystem? And uh, wow, right now, 90% say yes. That tells me that we will see new lows. So uh, thank <laughs> you, everybody, <laughs> for the data. But um, yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah, first off, you walk. So BTC still, you know, dipping today off the CPI, which I saw some trader personality or whatever on twitter earlier say was a really bad sign which i don't agree with at all i think it's pretty much just the fact that the inflation in the united states came in just about where people were expecting it and you know it was already baked into the price but anyway btc is still over 30k we have eth at about 1875 at the moment and uh looking at the pulse chain ecosystem prices pulse for the first time in a little while is up over the sack rate uh it is at well now i have to adjust this to saying how far over the sack rate i guess it'd be what 11 percent over the sack rate pulse x still down but it has rallied a lot uh 63 below the sack rate we got hex and hex at a combined what about 3.1 cents or so mm-hmm. and a spread of uh, about two to one on pulse chain and ethereum but uh the ethereum hex nearing one cent 
hex on pulse chain has crossed that two cent threshold. So what do you make Ewok about? Um, I don't really care. I don't think you probably do either, but the CPI announcement today, 3.1 is what people expected it to come in at. It came in at an even three, whatever that actually means. Uh, what do you think about that? And more importantly, what do you think it leads the Fed to do at this next FOMC meeting here in about two weeks, actually exactly two weeks on the 26th of July? Um, what do you think we see here for, are they going to rate, you know, hike rates again? Or what do we think we see? Um, well, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to it, but I, I could see another pause. I mean, things are, are I think, getting to where they want them um, slowly. And I don't think they want to speed up the process. At least that's not, you know, what I see happening. Um, I don't think anything happens. I think they keep it where it's at to see how it all plays out, how the system goes. And uh, we get another nothing burger at the next meeting. Well, um, I haven't paying too much attention to it either, but I do know from looking today that there is about a 95% expectation that they are going to do return to uh, hiking rates actually okay. at the next meeting, um, but only by a 25. So here's the synopsis basically. So now that we did see the inflation come in slightly lower than the expected amount, there's a growing sentiment that they will return to raising rates, but that this could almost certainly be the final one in the year okay. of 2023. So if that were to happen, I mean, I think that that would probably be um, overall. I mean, the number coming in the way it did is is bullish, I guess. I mean, it's not a bad thing. So we'll just have to see if that actually leads them to continue to uh, hike rates, which, yeah, I could see them doing one more time and then just saying sayonara for the rest of the year. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, that might just be the end of it, even though Powell, I mean, we've talked about Jerome Powell before. He always is going to kind of give the like, stern dad talk to everybody you know and just you know he wants to give the responsible speech every time he does this stuff sure. so um who knows and we, well, they, and we had predicted that there would be one more but we did you know we just didn't know when and i i i hadn't seen we were saying the, july okay yeah oh shit um we were saying july i believe um anyway my mic's half up um, we were saying July, I think, for a while um, that that could be the last one just because the timing of everything um, being at the end of July, uh, you know, with only a couple of meetings left in the rest of the year, the, the fact that that puts us at about five and a quarter or five and a half percent or something like that as far as their overall hikes. Yeah, we speculated that before. I, I do think that this will be it for the year. I think they will do it at the next meeting and I think it will be the final one. Um but yeah, this this narrative that, and again, it was just some random trader I saw on Twitter today, but this narrative that like, oh man, BTC tanked, which it barely moved at all, um, off of this good news today, doesn't mean anything. I mean, it basically was the number that everybody was expecting to come in, and then the market came down a normal amount, you know? So right. I don't I don't really look at anything. I think it, not only that, but it's more telltale to see what happens in the days after, you know? Um but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere one way or the other, really. So, right. uh, yeah. So that's that. I don't think yeah. it's that interesting. Do you have any final thoughts on that at all? You no, want? no. Again, it's a big nothing burger. Everything seems to be so baked in that we haven't seen yeah. many reactions at all, if any, uh, from 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 any of these hikes or or not. So, yeah, I don't I don't yeah. pay a whole lot of attention to it. Like I said to you earlier. You know, we just want it all to be over with and turn the money printers back on so we can get back to some green candles. 
Yeah, I think um, you're. I think you're right. Like, there's so many signals of what is going to come. I mean, there. I don't think there's really been even one time, whether it was the CPI or the FOMC rate hikes over the last couple of years, that the overwhelming opinion didn't happen. I mean, it's usually gone par for the course. So now another more interesting thing on the macro scale, and if you want to share your screen on the grayscale BTC fund, Ewok, go ahead and do it. But we are. Yeah. um, Yeah. I know you sent it to me on Twitter earlier, Um, but we are seeing that gap close, um, which that has been a good indicator between the actual BTC price versus the grayscale BTC discount that has been a good indicator when the market was going down and now that is coming back up. So um, if you wanted to pull it up and kind of look at what you're seeing, we have a spread of what um, almost down to 25, between 25 and 30% difference or so, so far between the two. Yeah. We're back to here. Let me increase the size a little bit so you can see it. Uh, It's now at a 27.87 discount. Yeah. You know, we were at, 50 uh yep. here 48 percent. it was 40 yeah back in december uh 47 in february it's slowly getting better uh and now we're at 27 so you, you know we've said richard hart talks about this a lot too is you're never going to start a bull run until you get rid of this discount people just aren't going to buy the the bitcoin spot price when they can get it um on this on this fund for 40, 30% discount, uh, it's just not going to happen. So this right. is a very good sign to see this going away um, and getting back closer to the, the regular spot price. So that that is good. Definitely is. Yeah. Um, and it, it has been an indicator. So yeah, we'll continue to follow that. But many things macro-wise and then comparing the GBTC to actual BTC, um, there's a lot of things that are pointing towards bullish action. I mean, it's still 2023, still kind of an accumulation year, one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back, whatever. But um, we are seeing things turn around. So interestingly, heading in, and later in the show, if we have time, we're going to get to this too. But heading into the new cycle, heading into the next bull cycle, you know, there are many participants in this market that really haven't even seen any kind of crazy bullish action yet. Um, you know, buying sometime in 2021. And then it's basically just been all downhill from there, especially if you're towards the end of 2021 um, until recently. But I want to call out a couple of people because I've been seeing this sentiment, you know, and we have talked about this the last few weeks as well with the whole ETF thing and the suits coming into crypto that for some reason everybody is celebrating, which again, I, I know this was probably inevitable at some point, but still, why crypto people are celebrating it, I, I really don't understand. But we have discussed, and th- there's opposing viewpoints, but we have discussed that that happening could really depress and diminish the price of Bitcoin and other crypto assets as we head into this new cycle. And sometimes people are like, are, you know, why, why would that happen? And it's because all of these entities buying up everything that they are right now to later, inevitably, what they're going to do is dump on all the grandmas and grandpas and dads and moms and all this stuff that are buying these Bitcoin ETFs. And, you know, well, let's diversify and do, you know what, I'm feeling frisky this month. Let's do a 5% Bitcoin allocation. You know, it's to dump on them eventually, coupled with the fact that we're already seeing clearly Bitcoin and other crypto assets uh, diminish in value with each cycle. So 
that spiel is to get to something that Bob Lucas tweeted the other day, love him or hate him. As far as Hex goes, he's definitely a troll. So, you know, yeah. don't listen to anything that he says on any of that stuff. But I do like his four-year uh, or yeah, four-year cycle analysis. And I think he's usually right with what he's calling. He he was calling the bottom basically and was right about it shortly after it happened back in November. And I think he's really good with the cycles and four-year cycles have proven to exist, but he talked about the strong possibility of a left translated four-year cycle, basically meaning, and I know your friend Sami's been talking about this. That there's not a lot of people. That's the thing. Not a lot of people have been talking about this, which is why I think we should open our minds to it, to be careful and to prepare a little bit more because there's still a lot of moon boys and a lot of moon math going on out there, of course, because it's crypto. But Bob Lucas was talking about in his latest video, having some kind of a mediocre top for Bitcoin sometime in the middle-ish of 2024, like about a year from now, basically, like uh, May to September, sometime in there in 2024, um, maybe Bitcoin just getting to 80K or something like that and um, not getting to that six-figure BTC until later. What do you, I mean, we've talked about this idea, but I mean, like another credible source like him to spend that much time on it, I think was interesting. So um, we've talked about this. What do you think, Ewok? I mean, I, I know you've still talked about planning for over six-figure BTC in the next bull cycle. If that happens, though, what would your time frame be? Because I don't think, well, maybe maybe you would think next year, but what would your time frame be for what you think the next top will be and what do you think it will be? I still think uh, the top, well, so 21, 23, I, I think it's going to be the end of 24. You know, he's talking about earlier, earlier in the year. I think it's going to end a little bit later. Um, I, I've said that, you, you know, November, December of, of 24 mm -hmm. should be calculated as the top, as the four year. Um, and, and that's how it's kind of played out every cycle that I've been a part of anyway. So, you know, later in the year, I think, you know, the first one was 2017. Uh, we topped right in, right at the end of December, uh, the Christmas uh, break. And then this past time for, for Bitcoin, um, I believe it was also right in November or December. So, yeah, you know, that hasn't really changed. And I don't, I don't see that changing. I don't see it going into 2025. Um, like, like a lot of people, ha you know, have said it's going to be mm -hmm. a longer, a longer bear, uh, but we don't really have anything to, um, to go on, you, you know, you know, history it never repeats itself, but it usually rhymes pretty close. So, you know, I, I'm still predicting end of, um, December of 24 to be the top. You know, it might bleed into January a little bit, but you know, at that point, there's a lot of people, and the reason why I think is as it goes up like that, you get a lot of people that that are taking profits and doing things uh, for tax purposes. They want it done in that calendar year, um, and, and that's why they they usually top out. People make a sale or do whatever uh, before the end of the year, so that it doesn't go on the following year's taxes and goes on the you know the one that they're they're going to be submitting. So. Yeah. Just my opinion. Wouldn't that technically be so you're you're saying like for to basically stick to what it's done before? I mean, wouldn't it be December of 25 though? Because if you know if it's a four-year cycle, like you said, November basically of 2021 was the 
I guess we could say top, even though it was kind of a double top from April of 2021. But still, it was a new high for sure. Oh, yeah, it was 21. You're right. You're right. Okay. So that is what you would mean. So like you would so, be looking like so 25. I'm sorry. Yes, December of 25. Sorry, I got my years. Well, you know, it, it, it's been a blur. <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely has. And all, but also, like I just said, I mean, it was almost kind of like a double top in 21, too. And there was a lot more actually like bullish action in April for a lot of coins. So, right. Of that year. So, um, still though, that would make 2025, if things continue to do simply, if they, if they, we see continue similar behavior, basically 25 as a whole could be a really good year. But I do think, and Clifton asked it in the chat, too. I mean, to me, if you are preparing, like not predicting it necessarily, but preparing for that left translated cycle idea that Bob Luke has talked about and seeing a mediocre top about a year from now and, and things just not blowing up like they have in the past, there are ways to prepare for that. And I, I do think it would be wise to do so. I think it just by getting more aggressive right now and DCAing into the stuff that you've wanted to over the last you know, few weeks, which I know you and I have both been doing. But also, I'll just tell you straight up something that I personally did over the course of the last year when I started thinking about this. And this is all per, you know, this is all to whatever anybody wants to do, how you're going to sleep at night, what your goals are and stuff like that. But I used to like just to be safe, have like an allocation to ETH in my portfolio and stuff like that. And I just, I just wanted to get way more aggressive than that. So anything, you know, Bitcoin, ETH, I'm just not interested in owning anything like that right now. Um, but it's dependent upon your goals. I mean, like sure. if you're more wealth preservation mode or if you just don't care, whatever, um, you know, you can, you can get into whatever you want to. But I just I, I just think that those gains are slowing down and we've seen enough cycles now and products are coming out that are legit good products for the most part. Well, not for the most yeah. part, but they are coming out now to where you can put some trust in them a little bit more. So. Yeah. A lot of yeah. uh, admin free uh, contracts that have, you know, no keys, no backdoors, things like that. It's hard not to trust them, right? Um, so, yeah, and some of those returns are going to be a lot better. Uh, the only reason I still hold some ETH is is obviously for end stake fees for HEX. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I, you know, I, I, I want to keep buying a little bit of that just to prepare uh, so that I do have it when the when the price goes up and the bull market is on and then it gets, you know, unaffordable. So I'd rather get some now when it's when it is affordable, at least at, at, the, at these prices. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess all I'm saying is like, let's just make sure we consider all scenarios, because I was even watching. I won't say between who, but a stream from earlier today where like there was just crazy bullish numbers being thrown out for Pulse Chain, Pulse X and everything. And yeah, I get it. Like people there's like the cheerleader personalities out there and then there's like the realist personalities out there everybody's different so sure. you know whatever your prerogative is is your prerogative you know yeah, you gotta when, pick somewhere in between right <laughs> right and if you're yeah i think that's actually i think that's the right thing to do but yeah you know if if you're somebody that like constantly shits on people that don't have like some maniacal projection um that that they may think is maniacal for some of these assets for this cycle i mean like isn't it better to prepare by expecting a lower number i'm just you know what i mean like yeah in, in a dream world pulse chain like thousand x's this cycle okay yeah i'm not going to act that it is i'm going to buy more you know sure. what I mean? like i just think that's the the better thing to do 
you know? Well, you know, it's funny when you, when you onboard people and you tell them, Hey man, it could do, it could do 50 X, you know? And then it goes on to do a, a thousand X and they, they get mad because why do you tell me it could go that high? Well, I, I could have, but then if it didn't, you'd have been pissed because it, you told me it was going to a thousand X. So you kind of pick your poison, you know, right at that point, when you're telling people what you really think it could do, you almost have to give them a range, um, you know, and say mm-hmm. it could really do a 10 X or it could do a 5,000 X. We just don't know. Uh, but you want to prepare for, for either or nice range um, there. Yeah. Well, yeah, you almost have to, because, <laughs> you know, people didn't think when Richard said that hex was designed to do a 10,000 X in under two and a half years, uh, that it was even possible. And it yeah, did. Why would you? Yeah. It, it did. So, you know, you have to kind of play out all the scenarios for people. Um, otherwise, like I said, they get they get upset with you that you didn't tell me you could do that. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> and then when you go too high, well, you know, you you overestimated, and and they're, yeah. they're upset that they didn't get those massive Lambo gains. I guess what I'm saying is whether you're talking to like a new like onboard or you even do just yourself, it's better to over prom under promise and over deliver for yourself you know that's just how i would yep. rather be prepared instead of just like spouting off about like thousand x's for every single token in an ecosystem and stuff like that like it's it, it's just i think it's being safe to do that because sure. i would you know i'd rather depart with more capital right now and buy more and more and more and you know again it's all individualistic. So figure out what it is. What what are your goals? Like at the end of this cycle, are you looking to retire? What would that number be for you? Um, how much would you need to get there and put that in? You know, it's just mm-hmm. up, up to you individually. So um, it'll be interesting though. I mean, this is, this is definitely going to be a crazy cycle in one way or the other. Uh, just seeing all these entities coming into it. We're seeing more and more government people folks in congress fighting for crypto it'll be interesting so a lot of stuff in the pike here yeah i don't know if it's you know i still think it's bearish for even blackrock to get in you know once gold took on the etfs the you know the funds that were tradable look what happened to that price chart it hasn't really looked good in a long time so right you know i i just worry that something similar could happen to bitcoin but at the same time when people realize that the gains are no longer there, will they move into other things? You know, that could be Mm -hmm. good for the rest of the market too, uh, that still want those outsized crypto gains uh, where you can't get them in the traditional markets. So it could be good for the, for the altcoins. Yep. For sure. We just had a clip video pop up today about that very topic about, um, you know, will the ETFs coming to crush the Bitcoin price over the coming years actually pump DeFi. So yeah, I think it's a, a good thought. Um, what do you think about uh, Crypto Keeper's comment here? Um, he's asking for a range in our professional opinions for the coins in this ecosystem. I mean, we've we've kind of done this before, but um, let's do it right now. Ewok, what do you <laughs> what do you think about it? How would you answer his question? Um, which which ones? You're on it. Um, Oh, well, maybe I i don't know. Maybe I just assumed what his question was. Um, What's the range of what? It doesn't say. My bad. What, I thought I, what, I didn't. I just assumed he meant Paul's chain. But I mean, like as far like, I mean, BTC, I think basically you have to be looking at um, as low as 80, you know, 85. And 
I don't think this will happen, but as high as 140K or something like that, I, I would say I'd be like yeah. 80% sure we would be in that range, which again is a huge range. So it's not really going off on that big of a, a limb. But uh, yeah, clarify Crypto Keeper. We'll help you a little bit more. But uh, if you want to answer it any way you want to, you can. Well, sure. So the range of, for me, for Bitcoin, I, you know, had said before between 125 and 135,000, I believe uh, would be the top. I think we get almost a 2x from the previous high. Um, so somewhere in that area. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I think Ethereum, I, I just don't see that. I, I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I don't see the $10,000 $10, Ethereum um, until they get those fees figured out. It just becomes a, a very heavy system um, that, people stop using uh which is good for pulse chain so that all yeah. plays into it i mean i could see you know six seven eight thousand maybe um until they fix them that is my prediction for ethereum um and then you know he's saying pulse yeah i i think we could get to a penny i think we could get to a penny at the top of the the bull market so that would be a thousand x right i mean yeah. that would be yeah yeah, yeah but, i mean that would be the uber uber high end for me yeah I, I, yeah i mean i'm not gonna rule it out though but. i mean you look at the you look at what a lot of la other layer ones have done um and they average anywhere between three thousand x to seven or eight hundred x uh from their launch uh, in the first market and or maybe it's even a little bit longer um, but yeah, I could, I could see us getting to a penny or close to it. Um, now there are a lot of tokens out there, so will people hold on to them? Uh, or will you see some major dumpage? Uh, it's really gonna, it's really gonna depend on what new products, you know, if you get the liquid loan guys coming out, it gives you a good reason to not have to sell. Um, and you can pull profits out without selling your pulse. I think that'll be very bullish for the price. So you know, there's there's a lot of things that kind of revolve around that uh, the price of pulse. So, but I, I think we could hit a penny. Well, keep in mind there. I mean, so that so that's Ewok talking about a thousand X. I mean, if that's the high end, or if you think that's within the realm of possibility, you you want to that, that should retire anybody. I mean, that you know, if you're even somewhat responsibly in the market i mean that would pretty much retire anybody i would think you know depending upon the lifestyle you want to have but um if you don't think that and you're more on the low end and you look at like what sami has talked about or just have you know even just let's just go um down to 100x i mean i i think that will likely happen which i mean that is a big deal i mean people shit on that all the time and act like oh you're what are you talking about only 100x for this ecosystem or whatever i'm I'm not calling that necessarily, but I am just interested in figuring out how much would it mean to me if that's all it did, or if that's the scenario, how much would I want to be into it? I would just rather look at it that way instead of having a lottery ticket mentality. And I'm not saying you do Ewok, but as, as you know, preparing to get to a certain goal or onboarding a new person, like you gave an example, I think it's important to have that kind of perspective. That's all for me. I mean, that's all. Right. Yep. So yeah, good stuff, guys. Thanks for the questions there. If you're in here and enjoying the stream so far, hit the like. We very much appreciate it. We do this every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Let's head over to this highest of stakes documentary. So we are finally getting a release. Uh, I don't know how many people thought that it was going to be in theaters. I've never heard of Regal Theaters, but they exist. And um, yeah, it's going to be at a selection of theaters. If you want to pull up whenever you can, Ewok, uh, share your screen and just do the uh, the the dates we have so far, whatever you would like to pull up there. But um, yeah, so we've got it starting on August Friday, August the 4th. It's also showing, I believe, at some theaters the next night on Saturday the 5th. And I know if you follow the highest of stakes guys on Twitter, they're efforting to do even more. Um, and we can kind of segue also into your... Um, experiencing all these people bitch about this news actually <laughs> but um but yeah inevitably you know it's not at a city near some people obviously people overseas are upset that they're unable to see it um all that kind of stuff but uh hey it, it's coming out and we assume it will be on some kind of a platform i would think shortly thereafter i've long been an advocate of it just going on youtube because you're probably going to get the most views on there anyway and still make a decent amount of money i would think so um but yeah, what do you, first off, um, what, what do you make of the announcement about it actually being in theaters? There's a lot of angles to this that I want to ask you right. about, but what do you think about the overall announcement? Um, you know, we knew we were getting a new trailer, uh, which is about three minutes long. I'll ask you about yep. that too, but didn't know this was coming shortly after. So what do you make of all this? So I, you know, there's several steps. We have to remember these guys have won five Emmys. Okay. So they know what they're doing. Um, these people that are complaining that why is it only in the United States whenever we've got people all over the world? Um, well, again, they know what they're doing. Um, it's going to be released in stages. Um, the first step is theater. It's a theatrical release. Uh, I think they're basing it upon how many tickets are sold. Uh, everything like that will all then depend on probably some bargaining power with the streaming platforms that would be the next step um you know and if you can't what if you're upset about it buy one of the copies of the, the 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 dvd and have your own party and charge people for that <laughs> there you mm -hmm. go so that's your that's your solution if you if you can't get to one of these release parties on the date <clears throat> so I, I i don't have a problem with it I, I i'm gonna trust these guys as professionals um and and hope that they know what they're doing. You know, you've got all these big cities. Some of them are sold out already. Um, yeah. You know, we go down through them. You got Miami, Chicago, uh, Dublin, California, New York, Vegas, DC. Vegas is sold out, I think, because I saw Dollar Cost Crypto and um, Charlie bought out the whole theater because they're having like a party anyway that day. So they bought right. out the whole theater. Yeah. So you got DC, Dayton, Ohio, which seems a, a weird one. Um, Denver. Well, I mean, you got Dayton. <laughs> Dayton. Yeah, it's a random city. It's just random. That's all. You got some of these big cities. You know, I think Dublin is near RG. I think maybe that's why that's there. Uh, okay. um, yeah. And then you got LA, Marlboro, uh, which is right outside of Boston, I believe. Corona, Austin, Portland, Atlanta, Houston, Salt Lake City. New Brunswick. So some of these are new. Some of these were not here yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say, I, that list wasn't that long yesterday. Right. Yeah. So San Diego, Orlando, Tampa, Charlotte, Dallas, Jacksonville, Nashville, uh, Philly, Phoenix, San Francisco, and Seattle. Um, and I did hear, like I said, uh, that some of them are sold out 
already. Uh, people yep. went yep. in and just bought all the tickets and um, are having parties. I know there are, it's August 4th and 5th. So the 4th is a Friday. Uh, some of these locations are only doing um, Friday, but then if it sells out Friday, then they'll add Saturday. Uh, some yeah. of them already have the Friday and Saturday scheduled as well. But yeah, um, so back to what I was saying. I, I'm going to trust that they know what they're doing. Um, release this in the theaters um, if it sells out. And even if it doesn't, um, I would recommend trying to pick one near you and just buy a ticket if you want. Support it, whether you can go or not, um, and, and try to find somebody in that area that you can talk into you know, here, hey, I'm going to send you this ticket. Um, could you go? Kind of thing. Um, if you have friends in some of these areas, I recommend doing it. It's going to be, a, I think, a really good uh, tool because, from what I from what I'm told, this is not just a Richard Hart puff piece at all. Well, um, we it, you can tell by the trailers, right? I mean, it's not. It, it, yeah. it really makes you think. It really. Um, gives you more than one option of just saying this is the best thing in the world go buy it um it really opens your eyes and i think the people that hate richard hart are going to continue to hate but i think that number is slowly diminishing in size over time mm -hmm. um the people that just hate them just hate them and they're not going to change uh those aren't the people that we need to focus on it's the ones that have an open mind that can at least go watch it um and make their own decision because they're going to be given a lot of information probably uh, that they hadn't heard before or um, different angles. So, yeah, I, th I think it's a great tool. Uh, and then once this release happens, uh, if we do sell out a lot of places and they do have to add more dates, uh, again, I think it's going to be great bargaining power with streaming companies um, to, to settle on a price or a bigger platform or whatever it may be and be like, look, you know, here's our launch and this is what we did in the theater. We only did it for a couple of days. Um, that's why I'm saying if we can even get people to buy some tickets that are available and even if you can't go, um, it will help down the long run uh, with, with the platform that we can get on um, and get in front of more and more people. So mm -hmm. just, yeah, it's it's definitely a net positive, obviously. Yeah, and I, I like that they're releasing it this way. I think it'll be good. And more importantly, so this is the thing I really wanted to get to. What do you think about the timing of this Ewok? Now, I, I don't know um, what the holdups were, obviously, from when it was finished, because it's been pretty much done for quite a while. And the narrative was basically, you know, what? Netflix won't pick it up, Amazon, whatever. I don't even know. There's too many goddamn apps for me to remember anymore. But um, all these different apps won't pick it up. Oh, is it a huge fail? Whatever. I don't know what was all going on behind the scenes, but either way, it's here now. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you this because I think it's definitely a good thing that this thing is coming out after Pulse Chain has already been released. I am I, I am much happier, you know, and that's only been we're actually at about two months on the day, so about yeah. sixty days into Pulse Chain. I'd much rather have this thing out right now when Pulse Chain is already out because you know crypto's been dead for months now. So now it's getting a year. mildly. Yeah. 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 I guess I just meant like, I'm trying to think of when the documentary was done filming, but yeah, like yeah. it's cut, you know, we have, again, we talked about the ETFs and everything. People are coming back into this market now and this coincides with pulse chain launching. I think this is really good because of the additional eyes you're going to get on hex and everything. 
inevitably they're going to see what pulse chain is too. Maybe they follow Richard on Twitter and they're like, what's all this shit? He's talking about pulse chain. What is mm -hmm. this? You know, I mean, I'd much rather that I, you know, as much as everybody clamored for this to be out earlier, much like pulse chain itself, why do you want it out when everything's dying around you in this industry? I would much rather have it out. You know, the, the average person who may see that this is even in their local theater would be like, what the hell are people talking about crypto for? Didn't Bitcoin like die again? Or what, <laughs> what did that like fro guys, uh, Sam Bankman free do or whatever? Like, yeah. So yeah, you want it when the market's coming back. I love that this is out now that Pulse Chain is out. So what do you make of this specific timing here? I, I like it. Um, in fact, they actually changed the ending uh, from when it was originally filmed uh, to now because of the Pulse Chain re release. And things have changed that much since they, they wrapped it up the first time. Mm. Um, I, I, I do like it. I like the, the timing of it a lot. Um, now that people have a product that they can actually get into, um, pretty much still at the ground floor, you know, two months yep. old, it's, it's, you know, it'll be three months old by the time this thing launches. Um, that's about as bottom as you're going to get for somebody new saying, Hey, check this out. This is pretty cool. Um, another thing too, is, you know, I just, I find it funny that the, it did, you know, because of this release and, you know, it's just one more thing that people said would never happen you know yeah you know, the first thing it was was richard was gonna rug pull the hex that it was a you know he was just gonna rug pull it after so long and um and that didn't happen and then you know the next thing we're talking about pulse chain and they're like oh he's never gonna release it and then yeah. it released and then you know the movie it's never gonna come out and here we are so you know it's just chalk another one up for for us and and the haters um they can they can keep hating or they, they're gonna have to come around eventually you know i i think bitcoin faced some of these in the early days there were that many haters that kept calling it a scam years and years and years um until they finally gave up and uh i think we're getting closer to that point yeah well whether they bought it or not they cut stopped calling it a scam at least um and i think we're getting closer to that point finally uh with the yeah. with the hex ecosystem and you know following through with with the things that people say they're going to do um and, and they realize that yeah well, hey, these guys are these guys really are doing what they say they're doing so you know it's just i think it's bullish all around and the timing i don't think could be better it just it goes right into that that bull market i i think perfectly yeah. And yes, good point too. I mean, that people will still be able to get pulse chain stuff at bottom of the barrel prices, basically. And I, talking about like the, the credibility to the greater crypto market, I mean, having an L1 now and having it go through a full cycle doing really, really well, people love these L1s and DEXs and stuff like that. So seeing something like that, as opposed to HEX, which everybody thinks is a scam because of the mechanics of it, and they see the 38% APY and all that stuff. Having this stuff, I think, in addition, this cycle is going to just like tenfold that, uh, you know, the credibility for some of those mainstream crypto people. Um, let's talk about RH specifically. Now, I, I will say this is not the most interesting topic to me. I don't really care. I more care about like what the guy creates and stuff like that. Right. But I mean, we saw like the outrage marketing stuff, um, which I think you're confident 
it, which I am too, that, that that never was actually him, you know? I mean, for anybody that has kind of watched him since, like, top hat days and prior to Hex and stuff, I mean, clearly that isn't really what he is like, it seems, you know, how he was, I mean, the outrage marketing, Richard. Right. And then he made a tweet the other day right after the announcement of the documentary of, <clears throat> uh, you know, the old, that what you see in that, the, the old me died, I'm humble now, whatever. I, I again... I couldn't think of a least less interesting topic in terms of this ecosystem. I don't care what the person's like. If he's creating cool stuff, then I'm all for it. Yeah. But um, I, I don't really think the outrage marketing him and him in that documentary was ever him at all. I, you know, no. but, but, well, that's why we're calling it outrage marketing. I think that the what right. him, frankly, I think him acting that way as cringy as it is in that documentary. And as much as people, like you said, he walked that already hate him are going to hate him even more and think that we're even dumber for investing in it, whatever. They're never going to change their opinion anyway. Nope. So I would rather have this wacky guy, you know, the people will dub like the Donald Trump of crypto or <laughs> whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, I, I'm in favor of that. I don't care what kind of weird shit he says in it. So Yeah, I am too. And, you know, it was an act. Uh, many times he would say, look, man, I'm dressing up like a clown. What do you want from me? You know, mm -hmm. he he tested the waters. He knew what hit the hardest. Um, and I really think his Twitter doubled uh, in the time that he was doing it. Um, I know he's even gotten rid completely rid of the Instagram um, and I know that platform is all about that stuff, the flashy stuff, the the, the cars, the watches, the jewelry. Um, but that got eyes on him. They came to Twitter. Uh, they, you know, it, it did what it was meant to do. And I don't have a problem with it. He did go a little over the top, you know, talking about his dick. And, you know, people don't want to hear that. If you want to show jewelry, cars, fancy stuff like that i, I mean I, I just think for a f a portion of of people um they're gonna turn it off right then and there he's like i got a big dick and and, and that's what they say and and it's like oh that's enough for me so i think you're gonna lose mm -hmm. a fair amount of people but again do we want those people anyway i mean you have to be open-minded enough to listen to somebody uh hear what they're saying um so I don't know. Um, you know, it did exactly what he intended it to do. Uh, it got eyes on him. It got eyes on the product. Um, and he stopped. <laughs> I think I think he realized also that the, the uh, during the, the bull market, it was fine. Uh, you know, right. prices were going up, spending money on watches and cars and all this good stuff during a bull market. Uh, but it almost felt like to some people, I think he was rubbing their face in it as the prices were going down and people's portfolios were looking worse and worse and worse. Uh, and here he is still blowing money. Um, I, I think that's where the people got rubbed the wrong way. So mm -hmm. yeah, at, at that point, I think he, he kind of backed off, tapered off a little bit um, and then realized that, you know, it was no longer necessary. And, and and that part of him died, like he said. Yeah. I think he has long wanted, we've talked about this before, but long wanted to shake out weak hands mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. Sure. Um, because then you know, you, you feel like when you've bottomed, it's more reliable. And not only reliable in the sense that like you confirm it's the bottom, but also reliable in that, man, the rest of these people holding are true and utter psychos. 
uh, that are not going to sell. You know what yeah. I mean? And yep. I, I think that's happened recently with eHex in a way, um, you know, and people that held Hex the whole way through. I mean, I think of December of last year when we were hitting the Hex lows at that time prior to Pulse Chain being released of 1.7, 1.8 cents. I mean, like that, there was just, I don't know that there was a darker time in the bear market. I mean, he, 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 you know what, this might actually be worse. He wasn't even out there doing a lot of outrage stuff. He was just like dead silent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just, you know, hex going down to it, its new lows in the bear market. But to me that, and I was like so excited to buy those numbers and everything. And yeah. you know, the people that realized like I'm getting a copy of all of this on pulse chain when it comes out, which happened five months later, four and a half months later or something like that, when people were afraid it was never going to happen. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, you have the conviction in who is still holding when you get those lows like that, I think. So, yeah. And it goes to show too, that, you know, if, if Richard was a scammer, you know, I've heard other people say this too, and I never really thought about it this way. Um, why would he go through all that work to release a layer one um, if he was going to scam people? I mean, that's a lot of work. A lot of developers, uh, you know, people say, oh, all he did was copy and paste ETH, uh, ETH 2.0. But honestly, there was a lot more involved than just a copy paste. <laughs> so I, I, if he was a scammer, I think he would have uh, <laughs> picked an easier method or created a newer coin or something like that to, to take people's money. And obviously it didn't happen with Hex. Uh, obviously it's not going to happen with Pulse. Uh, people just need to get over it and <laughs> move on from the the Richard Hart's a scammer because we still have yet to produce any um, victims. I, I still don't think right. anybody has come forward um, other than they got a bad deal in price uh, and it went down. Um, that that happens with with any market, uh, but I don't think anybody's come forward and or had proof that they were ever scammed by by Richard or any of his products. So no, nothing real. Uh, anytime it's been somebody that's scammed, it's just some dumb, dumb who, you know, emergency instinct or just bought, bought Pop, high top. and sold low or yeah, yeah, just did something dumb themselves that don't understand markets really. Yeah. But, um, to finish off this, this point here and then get into some more interesting stuff. We saw about a couple of tweets here in the last few hours. Ewok, uh, let's just answer the question we have is the pool question. And as the title of the episode here tonight, do you think, that we have seen the lows for this ecosystem here. Now that we are pumping, heading into this movie release, we started pumping before the movie release, and it's been a healthy pump over the course of the last week uh, off of the, the previous lows. Do you think we have seen them? And where do you think, we already kind of talked about where we could see this ecosystem at the top of the cycle because it was asked earlier, but what do you think we could see for the rest of the year with Pulse Chain? Do you think the bottom is in? With Pulse Chain? Yes. Yeah. Yes, um, I, I think we're uh, we're there. Um, I think we're slowly on our way up. Uh, we really need to get Axis on here to to do his predictions. Oh, yeah. Axis uh, alive, yeah. If you Axis guys alive. are, I don't know how many subs he has himself because I don't think he himself streams overly often. I know him and Crypto Sloth has been have been doing some long streams. They had like a two and a half hour one. I want to say that was earlier this week or last week. That was phenomenal. Axis seems to be one of those guys that kind of like a Johnny chaos who just is on other people's streams, you know, yeah. but he's always got the goods. Yeah, I agree. He does have the goods. And, but yes, I, I do think um, we have definitely seen the lowest. I shouldn't say definitely. I think we have seen the lowest. 
um, and it could be a, a slow rise uh, before you know it. It's it's we've lost a zero, and you're you're like, oh shit, what happened? Uh, <laughs> instead of DCA uh, this whole time, like like we've been trying to tell people uh, the best strategy was. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to, I don't know about whether the lows are in or not. I just know I'm still comfortable buying here for sure. I d am happy to have bought the lows that we have seen so far anyway, but uh, I, I'm still confident buying at these levels. And, you know, it's still one of those things where I, you never want to necessarily just ape in. I don't, I don't know that the train's going to totally leave the station like we have in the thumbnail. But we could see bullish action at the end of this year. And by the time we get to 2024, who knows? So, you know, you want to be cautiously getting into the market, I think. So yeah. that's what we're doing anyway. Well, like I had said to you, I, I thought that picture should have been somebody picking up pennies in front of freight trains. But Yes. Uh, well, we're going to get to that right now. Funny you. Well, in a moment. I'm, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that. But uh, I want to get into a couple of good tweets we saw here today that are pretty thought provoking with this ecosystem. But if you guys are here and enjoying the stream, do us a favor and hit the like button. We very much appreciate it. We do this every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's beat a dead horse again. And I'm only beating it because it's another interesting angle. I never beat a dead horse just to continuously bitch about it or anything. Um, but Crypto Coffee, um, we've had him on this show before. Obviously, one of the biggest, most uh, widely known hexagons out there. Really good, thought-provoking tweet earlier that I bookmarked that I cannot access on my desktop because the bookmarks tab is randomly gone, but I have it on my phone. So going back to this hex uh, on Ethereum versus P-hex ratio, um, and we're not talking about like, which one should you, who should you onboard to? You know, E-hex is dead. We're not trying to do anything like that. We're just talking about kind of the mechanics of this and what we may, what we have seen, what we may see in the future. And I think it's a really interesting conversation because this has never been done like this exactly before. And we are seeing, like we've talked about the T-share rate being different and how the hex on Ethereum T-share rate could really outpace this, the payout per T-share on Pulse Chain. But anyway, from Crypto Coffee a little bit earlier today. He said, eventually, eHex will find a bottom against its ratio to hex. My best guess is the ratio will bounce between a range that will gradually get tighter as liquidity increases over time, which makes perfect sense to me. Um, as an example, ratio could be 0.2 to 0.7. It eventually settle at a more stable 0.5-ish. Could stabilize at 0.1 to 1. Could be 1 to 1. Nobody knows. We need 6 to 12 months to see things play out. So I wouldn't emergency end stake any e-hex stakes or FUD yourself out of it. That clearly, I mean, that, that would not be the thing to do for sure. Um, a few green candles will change everybody's sentiment instantly. He's totally right about that. And I think that is coming. He says, ignore people who are desperate to be certain or right after a two-month-old blockchain experiment. We've talked about that many times. And there's a few people who have been doing that, whether for the clicks or whatever. Um, there's nothing quite like this in crypto has happened before. Not saying it's good or bad, but at the moment, but eventually it will be. The bottom could be 0 0.2, 0 0.1, which would be way lower. Uh, very few people catch the exact bottom. Immutable code won't die, which is a good thing to keep in mind. People will trade anything with a ticker symbol for years, even total shit. Not to mention things with actual product market fit solving real problems. The future could hold interesting new use cases for eHex. 
that would spur interest short term. The code is always going to be payout high APY for long term stakers. Winners in crypto always think for multiple years, not days and weeks, which is a lot, what a lot of these people who have been arguing that EHEX is dead or whatever. Or this, you got to make the right decision. They're, they're not looking at it the right way, in my opinion. Uh, there are more productive things to do while we watch the chaos of the world's largest airdrop play out. Education, building, onboarding, and having fun with the community are a hundred times better than petty arguing. And that, that, you know, I think we are seeing that lesson. Um, I don't know what the infatuation is with just being correct versus just observing the market and trying to make good moves because none of us, tell you right now as a youtube channel ourselves are making more money like selling courses or or uh having a show on youtube than you would make in crypto so <laughs> we don't really care about that but what do you make of, I, I thought it was a great sentiment from coffee i'm glad he talked about it um what do you make of that because i i agree i mean we we need like a year of this to really see where this could go and i'm still not going to roll out hex on ethereum no. uh catching back up to hex i'm not ruling it out either because i pulled up here the the hex daily stats um and i'm looking at the t-share price in dollars and right now it's 264 dollars on ethereum it's 621 dollars on pulse chain for a t-share yeah um it's a, almost a three to one ratio for us dollars not quite but you know two point something 2.7 2.6 after whatever that math is um I'm a T-share maxi. <laughs> I want to yep. get the most T-shares because I know that's what generates the yield. Um, the more T-shares you have, the bigger the payout, the, the longer you have down the road. Um, it's delayed gratification. It's about the T-shares. And until people figure out it's about the T-shares, um, you know, I, I think this could jump back and forth. And Coffee was completely accurate with everything he said. Um, you can't determine something like that in two months. Um, it's just not enough time. Uh, the market hasn't decided. And a lot of times you don't even find a bottom in a, in a new market for two months. You know what right. I mean? So we definitely can't say, and, and again, it's not about being right. I, I, the, the people that are still fighting that, that, that good fight, um, are just, uh, again, I, I hate that we're even talking about it but you almost have to um i don't think it's good for either side to die um no and even if there is a ratio you're still going to have more value uh than what you have if you pick a side and you're wrong so mm -hmm. you know i will stand by that um if you pick a side and you're right well then you'll be a little bit better off uh but not much and it's not worth the risk it's not so, worth the risk no, no. and um <clears throat> Uh, you had a great thought that I, oh, I, I, something that I think is being lost here too, is we are getting new investors into the ecosystem because of Pulse Chain, because of Pulse X, people that sure. sacrificed that are maybe not focusing. I'm not going to even say maybe there's a lot of people that are not focusing on the staking of Hex or worrying about it or anything, even a shorter term stake, like a year, two years or timing the cycles or whatever, like we talked about last week, even if you're not a five, 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 five person or whatever, which is totally understandable. Um, People are forgetting, like you just said, Ewok, the value of the T-shirt. They, they do not know how Hex works. They haven't really looked into it enough. They're here for more shorter-term gain, gains, which I, you can't fault them for. I mean, like, you can get them in crypto. But, you know, for anybody that is newer to it and doesn't actually understand how Hex works on either chain, because it's the same product as far as the code, 
you, you're doing yourself an injustice not to understand it. And that brings me to another tweet today, kind of about this topic. I, I actually don't even know who this is. Oh, he has like 1,100 followers, but uh, it's uh, Mr. E, Mr. E. PLS. Um, I don't know who he actually is. I don't think he's a streamer or anything, but he's a hex guy. But he says, newbie, so what does hex, the newbie says, so what hex do I buy? Me. It's the same hex code, but one runs on a network with higher gas fees. Newbie, so I'll pay an extra $14 on gas fees, but I get two and a half times more hex on the expensive Ethereum network versus the cheaper Pulse chain. Yes. So that's the interesting thing too. I mean, you're getting over double the two and a half times or so your hex on Ethereum that you are on Pulse chain. So, I mean, this isn't advocating for leading somebody to either way. I would lead somebody to get on both. I would want I, I would tell them to do exactly what I'm doing. I would want Pulse. I want Pulse X. I don't want Hex on both chains, frankly. But yeah, I, I think to just roll one out entirely with there's just so much game theory, game theory, and I think it's just stupid to to roll anything out like you said, Ewok, or just choose one or the other. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I I, I think the people that that we onboarded before uh the fork happened got both um mm -hmm. anybody that's new you know you still have to realize that we don't have a on and off ramp yet for pulse chain um i know the guys from ox coast um hit a snag they were looking great uh to be the first one um and it still hasn't happened yet so you have to remember that the eth side is still closest to the on and off ramps um mm -hmm. And people that don't want to get into the switching of networks and the bridges and the, um, you know, at least we have Portal X, Portal X now. So that does make it a little easier to get over to that side. Um, but there's going to be people that just aren't willing to take those extra steps. So I, it's all going to play out, you know, it, it, and again, two months is not near enough time. Uh, for this, but we will settle on a, a, a ratio that probably goes up and down. I think it could be a, even the situation where the you may get a, a premium, you may get a discount, you may get it, it could fluctuate. Um, but it's a self-correcting system. The T shares, the price, all of that stuff. Uh, people will see that there's a much better deal over here, and they'll go get it, and then it'll even yeah. back out, and then it'll pull away one side or the other. Um, and then they'll, they'll listen, people go where their money is treated best. It's just the right. way it works. So luckily it, it, it's immutable. Um, the code can't be changed. So it will self-correct itself. Um, you know, I still hear some people talking about the, the bank X money, uh, that, uh, yeah. they're, that they're afraid of, um, could be an excellent buying opportunity. I, I, I again, I, I don't see it hurting. Uh, it could dump the price. There's a lot of limit orders set though to take care of it. I think, um, and if it does dump it way down there, I'll be first in line to buy some of that stuff up at point zero 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 one or whatever it may go to uh, mm -hmm. for for as short as it does. But yeah, I, I'm not worried about it. And I, I again, it'll all work itself out. It, in time, we'll, we'll get the answer that we're looking for. And it's, again, a big nothing burger. I think so, too. People have to realize, too, with that Bank X thing, that that kind of a sell, while it would be detrimental, like in the short term, like you said, Ewok, it wouldn't last very long. It would be a relatively quick candle. And I think we'd recover pretty nicely from it. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, 
I'm never going to operate with, you know, we've had that conversation before, but like something like that hanging over my shoulder when making a decision in this market, really. So I'm um, going to be knowledgeable about it, but I'm not going to let it dictate all of my decisions or anything. Um, let's finish off with this. So, we, you know, we, we've been in this kind of bear market slash, you know, slightly bullish market for a little while now. But I think it's important, you know, we talked earlier in the show about really preparing for what this bull cycle may give us, whether that is a blow off top in 2025 and Bitcoin itself doing a 2x from the last all time high versus that left translated cycle theme. It would behoove us, I think, not to right now start talking about preparing for the bull market and what your plan is when we get to the top. Because one thing that I think that people forget, and we are going to forget, I mean, again, it's been bearish for so long now is when we have these blow off tops in crypto, especially these altcoins, um, it is extremely short lived. Like you think about Hex in September of 2021, how many days was it over 50 cents? I mean, maybe you could even pull that up, Ewok, if you want to take a look, but it wasn't there for all that long of a period of time. It's actually similar to what well, there's no point saying that, I guess, because now we have new lows technically for eHex. But the point is, there's not really going to be that many days where we're actually at a top. So talk about Ewok, the importance of having a plan. I know you've talked about this being a struggle for you in past cycles, different times in the markets of actually trimming some off the top, if not all of it, whatever you're able to. If you're all staked out, obviously, you can't necessarily do anything. But what would you, what ways would you want to be preparing for it? Because I think it would be very important to have targets based on what you're holding, whether that is Pulse, some other altcoins, Bitcoin or ETH or something like that. Figure out what points, what thresholds that if we do hit it, what market conditions would need to be met. And that, that can be up to you to, to start at least DCAing out of the market, if that's the way you want to go about it. How would you be looking to prepare for that and talk about how quick we do hit those mania tops? Well, yeah, I mean, you have to have a plan and you have to stick to it. <laughs> I'm the worst at taking profits. Um, I hate parting with with things for fear that it's going to go even higher. Um, I, I, I'll be the first to admit it. Um, but again, you have to, whenever you see those things happening, you have to have a plan and you have to stick to it so that you are able to, at certain levels, take a little bit off the table um, because it is going to go back down. Um, and, and whether you take some off the table doesn't mean you have to spend it. Um, you know, mm -hmm. you're just taking profits. You may hold it until the next bear market and you'll be in that much better shape uh, for, for buying in even lower and increasing your position. Uh, if, if that's all you do now, you know, you said, how long does it last? Well, these are daily candles mm -hmm. and um, there was only, so this is a bad example. This is Uniswap V2. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think it only shows it going to like 51, 52 cents right here. Right. Am I sharing my screen? Yeah. Yeah, I got okay. it. Um, but either way, if you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, um, back here we were at 36 cents seven days before that yeah, so and then you know right after that one two three four five six seven you're starting back down at 40 
45 cents. So three more days, you're down to 40 cents. And then it doesn't take long. And that top and bottom, and then after, you know, a, a couple weeks or a week or so, you're down to 25, 26 cents. Yeah. So these things happen uh, from this run. Let's me just measure it from even the bottom of this one um, to the top. 43 days from 10 cents, 10 cents all the yep. way up to 51, 43 days, half, 43 yeah. days. Yep. So, you know, the majority of the, the move is going to happen in a very short period of time. And you can look at the same, uh, even look at Bitcoin chart, whenever that happens. Um, let's share this yeah one. i mean for any well for anybody who wasn't around in 2017 uh november did i guess that would have been december of 2017 that was over the course of i didn't even think it was a week the run up to 20k right you know i mean it was crazy it felt way quicker than that anyway why is this let's go to a weekly chart here i don't know what's going on with my bitcoin chart Anyway, but the point remains. I mean, it, the point remains. Is it, it gets there quick, and yes, you have it, to be prepared for it. And there's there's yeah. not a lot of days there. Do you have it there? Or is that the same? No, this is back to the hex chart. Oh, okay. so I I don't know what happened to the Bitcoin chart. I'm not but sure. yeah, you have to. That that's why there just has to be a plan in place, and I, that you have to know percentage wise how much how much you're going to take out of the market at different times. Whether it's going to be you know if you're going to go try to really time it and take quarters of your um portfolio out or whatever but yeah it's just to remember like you're gonna feel the opposite emotion that you do to whenever you don't buy the lows or you want to buy more or whatever it is you're gonna get that same kind of fomo feeling of if you sell some and it goes up another 10 percent, you're gonna feel like you're an idiot and all this stuff but in the in the grand scheme of things look how far these things dropped i mean sure the, you know we're talking about preparing for what Paul's chain and this ecosystem can do to the upside of the bull market, be ready for a 95% drawdown. Not yeah. saying it is going to happen, but it could, why would it not? I mean, yeah, I mean, I certainly want to prepare for it. Even if at the very, you know, you're getting an 80% drawdown like that. That's definitely going yeah. to happen in the next bear market for yep. even Paul's chain. So when, when you're thinking of it like that, selling, DCAing out of the market at the top, even if you don't hit the exact top or anything well, like that, you got to remember how much buying power that's going to get you in yep. the next bear market. And it's a game of patience. It sucks. You're just going to have to watch the world totally burn for a year and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, start DCAing back. In. And, and don't blow the money. Um, yeah. That way, right. if you if you want to increase your position, that is. Um, mm -hmm. And and remember, only one person's going to hit the actual top. So mm -hmm. it's the the person that sells a bunch at that point will 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 hit the top. Um, everything else, you know, get as close as you can. Uh, hit, you know, and that's why if you take a little bit out at different percentages, um, as it as it does go up, uh, you know, you'll be in a better spot to actually catch it a lot closer to that mm -hmm. point. You know, yeah. So. Yeah, never underestimate where this market can go. I mean, it, it's still, as much as we're talking about the, the gains diminishing, especially with Bitcoin over time, it's still more crazy than any other market in the world, especially if you're fully in altcoins like this. So um, I'll, I'll never forget one of the uh, best advice I was given. 
is that when you start taking screenshots of your wallet every yeah. day, um, you might want to think about taking some profits. Yeah. That, that honestly, <laughs> I've seriously talked about using Twitter as a sentiment check. I think using yourself as a sentiment check is very good. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think those are real things that you have to do. You know, like how I, I remember right now, the worst that I felt in this past bear market in 2022, I mean, it, it was basically at the lows when I think back, you know, um, just thinking about like where my portfolio was, where things were, how my attitude was, it was basically there. So, um, yeah, so a lot of times those markers do definitely help. So uh, you want to answer Crypto Keeper's question there? I'm not really sure how to answer that. I'm looking at it. If the same amount of money that was put into Hex gets put into Pulse at Hex's all-time high, what would we be at? I guess he's saying, I mean, I don't know that you can really answer that because obviously much more money should flow into this ecosystem this time yeah. around. It's a totally, the vibe is just totally different. I mean, there, there's going to be way, way, way more people this time around and it's not, you know, it's not the same kind of product. So no. I, I don't know that you could answer And there that. was a lot less liquidity with Hex. There was a lot less of everything. There was a lot less users. Um, it was a, a lot lower of a liquid situation. You had a lot of things that a lot of coins that were locked up that couldn't touch the market, couldn't be sold. Um, and in this case, there's really no way, um, other than Maddie's new time pays me thing to really lock up your pulse. Um, so there's nothing to stop all these people that have the liquid pulse from dumping. Uh, there's no penalties. There's nothing holding them back uh, from getting greedy and taking profits. So it's going to be a little different uh, scenario. And there's a lot more, um, a lot more of these than I think there are of, of Hex as well. So, yeah, yeah it's not going to be near the same. And it's going to be really hard to say uh, the same amount of money probably wouldn't do a whole lot um, for Pulse as what it did to Hex at that time. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really apples and oranges. I mean, it's a totally different product. There's going to be way more people in it. So, um, yeah, it's a whole other type of economic energy. That, that's why that's why I think we think the range of outcomes could be so wide. I, I just don't know fully what to expect. But um, again, I think the theme of tonight is as we look at this ecosystem going to the bull market, it's just I would want to set whatever you want to call them, realistic expectations, low expectations. What are my goals? With the lowest I think this ecosystem could go, how much do I want to put in to make sure I get there? I just want to answer that question for myself, yeah. and uh, that's what I would tell anybody else to do. So um, I think we pretty much hit it all. Um, you got any other final thoughts tonight, Ewok? So Andrew had asked a question earlier that I kind of skipped and starred here, but he, he wanted to know if they're trying to even fix the fees in Ethereum. Um, mm. and, and I think they are. I, I think... I think they are trying to fix them, uh, but they don't seem too incentivized to do so. Um, I know at one point when it was proof of work, uh, the miners had a lot of control over that, uh, what to put in place as, as the fixes to, uh, to help with the, the GUI problem. And, and, uh, you know, um, I know there are some things that they say they're going to work on, but remember, whenever hex launched and they increased the s load by like 
2.3 or 2.8, whatever that number was, um, it made the online calculations that much harder and it cost that much more way to do. Uh, so it was almost like they, I don't want to say did it on purpose, um, but are they incentivized to do so? You know, people that, I think it will be. I think the higher it gets in price, uh, people just aren't going to be able to afford it anymore. Um, and I don't think they want to be just the rich man only's blockchain uh, because yeah. that's what it would almost have to be. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the goal would be to get them fixed. Now, I've heard a couple of people say all it is is a, a unit a unit change, a number change. You know, you assign people X more dollars or X more ETH um, all relative across the board and it would fix the problem. And that's kind of what we're seeing now with, with Pulse Chain. You know, I see things if I ended a stake and it was, I don't know, eight or 900 Pulse to end a stake while it was only 30 cents. Um, what happens when the price of it goes up? Does it stay at that? same high rate um and uh, you know i'm not technical enough as a coder or anything like that to know um if there are things in place with the code that could lower it and if it's really that easy i i just i don't know andrew i i would think they would want to take care of it though again um as they get out of control and it becomes unusable i think it's only good for pulse chain so my recommendation mm -hmm. would be to you know get some of that too if you haven't already yeah it's uh it's funny because it still is um like when mcdonald's was more successful and things like that or some of these other products and other different lines of um products and things i mean ethereum is just kind of regardless of if it's bad for you or it's too expensive or whatever everybody knows it and everybody's going to use it so that's kind of what ethereum has been so far despite yeah. of all the competition with other l1s but i mean you know we're still compared to other people getting into this market, we're extremely early. So, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I do think they will lower them overall. I don't know by how much or what they'll need to do to do it or when that will come. But I think as more people flow, um, they are going to have interest in wanting to, you know, be a usable blockchain and to do it, have to do a transaction. I understand there's ones for way more than this, but even like a standard, normal little trade in the bull market for like, 15 20 bucks 30 bucks or so. i mean that is just untenable that's yeah. absolutely ridiculous well vitalik himself said nothing should cost more than five cents to transact uh several years ago that was his like he was bitching about bitcoin um and said nothing should cost more than that to to transact and yes clifton i have heard that sharding will change it but when is that in their roadmap um you know how hard is it I, those things i just i don't know how, I don't know how close they are to that. So, I don't know what Vitalik accidentally shitting in his pants is going to do for the blockchain, but I guess we'll see with the sharding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, we still. I mean, I guess we technically are still in the in the depths of ETH 2.0 because you remember, like, um, in September of last year, almost a year ago, that was the merge. But I mean, we've got the surge, the purge, the all these other words that rhyme with urge. So, um, yeah. Uh, We'll see. I think they, they still have a lot of updates to do that take a really long time and nobody notices because nobody really cares or thinks about it, I guess, too much. So yep. we'll see. Um, yeah. We shall long see. Long time coming, though.
But hey, this has been a good stream tonight. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. We do this every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Smash the like on your way out if you have not done so yet. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We will be here next week, the 19th of July, again at 8 p.m. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about in the world of Pulse Chain. Lots of developments are going on. And as well, the week after that, we'll have the uh, next FOMC meeting. So we'll see what they do as well. So thank you, everybody, for watching. For Crypto Ewok, this has been Bro Boy Crypto. We'll catch you next week right here on the Creed of Crypto Podcast.